This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rambles Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I ain't got no AKAs today. We got a lot to get through, so I'll talk to two of my friends and my co-hosts. Hey, everybody. It's me, Candice. You you know my at, or if not, it'll be in the show notes. And we are joined by one of our favorite additions to the show. Uh, Adrian is here. Hey, friend. Hey. We are back. Listen, last week, none of us were feeling well, and we were all tired, Okay. We were all tired. We were all these. Listen, after years of not getting sick because we were in the house, we were supposed to be getting a cold is really fucking miserable now. Hello. Yes. Because uh, your, your boy had a COVID scare. Thank God it was just a cold, but nigga. It don't feel good. It, it like pre COVID, you used to get a little cold. You had to take a licking and keep on ticking. But these colds be feeling like the flu now. They, yep. <laughs> they got some. They got some. Uh, they got some kick to them. Yeah, they, they got some kickback to them. Um, before we get into the show, I would like to really briefly just touch on this thing. And I and y'all know that we are fans of Nene Leaks on Housewives of Atlanta, but I need our good sis to give it up. She recently did an interview where she said that she had reached out to um Bravo and Andy and nobody has responded. And I gotta be honest, like, why, sis? You sued them. You sued them. You call Andy every type of crackhead. You said they were racist, which we wholeheartedly believe. Don't get me wrong. We believe it to be true. We've seen the shit that Kim Zosiak had been allowed to get away with. We've seen, we're seeing how Garcelle and her children have been treated on another franchise. Totally believe it. But what makes you think after you sued NBC and Bravo that they will do any type of business? It's just not realistic. Not at all. Right. Like even like even though you write, that don't mean that they stick like <laughs> they they're not obligated to work with you because you were right. That's not how that works. Yeah. But I yeah, feel- I don't know what she I don't oh, know what she there. thought I don't know what she thought was gonna come of this. When you do a lawsuit like that, you gotta go into that with I don't plan on ever working with them ever again. Yeah, you gotta go in with school. And I highly doubt her legal team didn't lead with that. Like, before we do this, you do know there's no going back business-wise. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. I, I, but like I was saying, like, you got to go in scourge earth territory because that's really what it is. Like, there's no coming back from that. But I also feel like I feel like she kind of has to. Um, well, I don't say has to, but I feel like she she's realizing that she outside of the housewives franchise she really not that girl for real not no not like not like she used to be not yeah not like she used to be yeah 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 you better go talk to carlo (laughs) that's no seriously no no dead ass i said the same thing like and that's not no shade or nothing instead of trying to get that old thing back with bravo create a new thing with carlos king because monique did it yeah 
Yeah, because that's that's what is like she 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 wants that old thing back, and that's just because then she tried like that um like she tried her own list thing with YouTube and like a couple of her friends, well quote unquote friends, whatever, and then just it never took off because it's like it never took off because she was using gay men like accessories. Yes, to try Ooh. to have a a less T show. I'm yeah. more or less thinking she could have a show on own with Carlos King where she's picking up the pieces of her life after her marriage and trying to figure out what's next after Bravo. And you know what I'm saying? And bring some of her friends along on the journey with her or a love and marriage Atlanta. Yeah. Or something like that. Another love and marriage franchise. Yeah. As long that that would work. Just keep Rashida and Kurt the fuck away from please. And thank you. (laughs) Shivering. Um, So while we on the subject of housewives, we're going to head on over to Salt Lake City. Um, Adrian is adamant that it's too much snow on that motherfucking mountain and she can just not get with Salt Lake City. So we're always going to get Salt Lake City out the way first. You know what? Fair and, and, move, <laughs> and move on to greener pastures um, because well, I, don't pastures. Really, <laughs> I really don't have a lot for Salt Lake City. I feel like all of this is fabricated. For drama, I think this whole thing with Whitney um, saying that Angie H said that Lisa Barlow was fucking for courtside seats at the jazz game and Heather was there when she said it. And both Heather and Angie are like, that literally did not happen. A lot of low key don't believe it happened because at these type of events, um, people constantly got their phones out. And so even if they're not filming you specifically, people film at sporting events. And so why would you risk having that something like that overheard on somebody's phone? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like Whitney is being full of shit. She hasn't had a storyline for years. Now all of a sudden she's the most dramatic, messiest, cattiest bitch in, in this new season. And it's just not adding up for me. This is yeah. this is her trying to keep her spot on the show. Agreed. Uh, cause cause other than other than being like a pseudo bone collector, the Whitney really hasn't had much going on. And remember, and remember, um, cause I this was I I can't remember exactly when, but remember when her husband was getting investigated for something similar to to Jen? Yep. And I'm like, well, that storyline is right there. But if they're smart, which I, well, I don't really think they're smart, but legally they probably can't talk about that. Um, so they, she basically, so she can't talk about the real shit. So she has to come up with fake shit to keep her spot on the show. And it's like, we've been watching reality TV way too long. We can see right through that. Yeah. I don't believe Angie H said that. Um, like she said, like, I'm not trying to have no issues with Lisa Barlow. She said that Lisa's husband and their company buy a, a suite and season tickets every year, like clockwork, always have. And so I, I truly believe this is Whitney trying to fabricate some drama. Like in my soul, I, that's what I feel like. She's trying to drum up some drama. And then you got Lisa, who I just feel like y'all bitches are too old to constantly be so invested in he say, she say. Like, you have no idea if Angie actually said this, but you're running with it like you do. Like, literally nobody else recalls hearing that rumor but Whitney, and you think Angie is the issue. Heather said she didn't hear it. 
Um, Meredith said that was a specific rumor she did not know about. And when they ran the footage back, literally that never came up in their conversation because she tried to say that Meredith repeated it. Nobody heard this rumor but Whitney. And you don't think Whitney is the one that started this rumor? Like, come on. Be smarter than that. I'm going to be real. I feel like a lot of them don't really have shit going on. And this is because they can't really talk about, legally, they probably can't really talk about the big elephant in the room, which is Jen and her uh, being investigated and indicted because we know that she did that shit. Because there ain't no way in uh, hell... Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, friend. Because there ain't no way in hell you motherfuckers come out with heat like that first episode and it, it just peter off like this damn bad. No way in hell. None. None at all. It just is given... It's given fake, honestly. That's fuck. And um, I don't know. I don't. I don't care about this Jen shit just because she has lied so much. Like that's was that's was infuriating to me because all this lying, all this that I didn't do it, and all these lies they're throwing at me just for you to plead guilty and take a plea deal. Yeah. Like let's get to the sentence. When we when we when we gonna be there? <laughs> And I don't even think she's gonna do no jail time. That's oh, what's crazy. Absolutely, absolutely not. She, you know, no, nah, absolutely not. I don't think she, she should. Gonna do no jail time. She, should, she certainly but, should. Yeah, but we know she, you know, you know, people, you know, people with, you know, that kind of access and money and stuff, they very rarely, you know, get the time, get the time that they should. Yeah. But it does feel like a lot of this is fluff and filler because they can't talk about the real shit or well, either they can't talk about it or they, uh, they either they don't want to talk about it or they can't for legal. So a lot of it feels like fluff and filler. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I know you wanted to cut Jen a new ass. So I'm going to get the floor to you friend. Cause I don't got nothing else for Salt Lake city. Why, why bitch can't never dress. How you look bad in every single goddamn thing? You look bad in your confessionals. You look bad in every scene you're in. Your hair ain't never done. Your wig is always uneven. You look dusty. Like it. Who is the stylist? Who is y'all stylist? Who is y'all stylist in Salt Lake City? And whoever they is, fire them. Fire them, hire them again, then fire them again. Because it don't make no goddamn sense. Like if you're going to be a criminal, at least look fashionable. You're not supposed if you're going to look fashionable, not trashionable. That's all. I just want. I just wanted to know why Jen always looked. That's all. Like, God damn. Like, bitch, put your Botox up. You scaring the niggas away. I am the niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we got. Like, we had this really robust season premiere, and it's just kind of been eh, since then. And I ain't signed up for it. Eh. Like right? y'all, y'all on y'all are walking a thin line of being, you know, taken out of our lineup until shit get good again. Cause it's not doing it for me. What is doing it for me is the the down on to the to Atlanta. Cause what we got that's in Atlanta with uh love and hip hop and what married to medicine. Those yes. are the only two shows, right? Yep. In Atlanta. Okay. <clears throat> okay. About love and hip hop. I need Erica to get a fucking grip. Oh, I'm so sick of that bird, bitch. I I'm so sick of you. Her literally think every woman wants to fuck safari and what we have been shown is that safari wants to fuck every woman these women are not banging down safari's door safari is actively pursuing women and was actively pursuing women while y'all were married so this thing where every woman that has any conversation with him you think they fucking him 
No, nobody wants to. And your issue should be with Carly. Yeah, that girl I, invited your ex-husband to be the main romantic lead in her music video, knowing that you was her y'all are fucking friends. And just as an aside, real point, want to point that point this out. Not only should you be mad at Carly for that, you should be mad at Carly for putting out a music video for music nobody's gonna listen to. Continue, friend. Yeah, I don't Which like just, how her Bambi and Sierra moved in that situation. I don't like girls or yeah, girls, because I can't even say women. I don't like girls like that. Because the, the energy they give in Mita is just, it, it was too much for a situation y'all don't know anything about. Like, it was a lot. The en- and the energy y'all giving Mita is too much when Kendra lied to y'all's fucking face. Kendra told a bold face lie. Kendra knew all about Mita and what Mita, Mita and Jock had been doing and had going on. Let's be honest here. We And I knew it and we called it. I think all of us called it. By the way, he was surprised that Kendra was on FaceTime crying and screaming like that. He was like, uh, the fuck? Like, so all this energy y'all got for Mita when Kendra is a liar, Kendra knew about Mita. It's a, it, I don't, I don't get it. And I'm glad Mita was like, why y'all, why y'all always feel like y'all can question me and my pussy? Thank you, friend. Thank you. Especially not even being funny or trying to be mean or nasty, especially considering the decisions we've seen y'all make with y'all pussies for several <gasps> years. I just, I, I, just find, I just find it funny how. Come on in the sanctuary, Jeremy. Because like, if we... <laughs> it's, it's of, remember that uh, video of Cat Williams on his special? He was like, nigga, do you know that I can see you? Like, that's what it was like. <laughs> nigga, do y- y'all realize we have well-documented history of we y'all not making the best y'all decisions. Romantic, yes, we've seen y'all romantic history, which we're going to talk about when we get to Bambi, because you are taking advice from a bunch of bitches who don't know how to have healthy relationships. And it's mm-hmm. not because they are with toxic niggas. It's because they are equally as toxic. Say a word. And we're gonna get we're gonna talk about that. But Mita ain't did shit. And Erica, you weird. And I and I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I am so glad that Shekana was not scared of your goofy ass. Yes. Because Shekana the only one had the heart to say, you are still fucking in love with Safari. Mita told you, I ain't never screwed your 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 nigga. I ain't had no dealings with him in no capacity. As a matter of fact, I just seen him walking down the strip, tongue kissing another woman. This don't got nothing to do with me. I ain't never had no dealings with Safari. And she talked about woman to me. Because I would have whooped Erica's ass. I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't have whooped her ass, but I wouldn't have clear I wouldn't have cleared up nothing. I wouldn't have cleared up nothing. And then especially when I'm trying to tell you what's going on and you hit me with the oh, I don't even care. I don't even care. Yes, you care. You care. You are Panini pressed in here. You care. You care a whole fucking lot. And I'm glad she kind of said it talking about. Don't play with me, Shekana. I'm not one of those. You right. You not one of those bitches that make sound decisions about niggas. Mm-hmm. You sure are right. You are not one of those. And you then are talk a bitch about- that dated Rich Dollars. You mm-hmm. are a bitch that dated Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. You are a bitch that fucked Safari. Mm-hmm. You are a bitch that married and had two kids. You ha- let me- Safari is a deadbeat and he a piece of shit and he a fuck nigga. Let's, let's put corny. that on record. Any corny. Very fucking corny. But let me tell you how you went and had a second baby with Safari after he wasn't showing up to be the father you needed to the first one. Mm. Only for him to turn around and be completely absent in your pregnancy and your delivery and any health issues you and that baby had. Yet you were sitting up here talking about going to a wedding, going to Kendra and Jock wedding together just to, you know, 
make it look good. You are a fucking dingbat. And nobody feels sorry for you. So when you say you're not one of those, you're right. You are not a bitch that has some common sense. Sure don't. And I'm not one of those. Not one of what? And audacity for her to bring up dating married men. Like, bitch, mm-hmm. DJ Envy. Like, I don't like no hoe like that. And Erica, you real audacious to be like that. Because we have seen you over the past decade or so. Nasty work. Filthy. Scummy. Bummy. Disgusting. And corny. Like, I'm sorry, but if you date a rich dollar, you cannot talk spicy. <laughs> you cannot talk spicy to <laughs> nobody when you dated rich dollars. And then you got all this smoke for anybody that you could think is in a decent place with your ex-husband. Whole time, the ink wasn't drowned in divorce papers and you was hee-heeing and ha ha in rich dollar's face. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's be honest. You and Safari are two sides... Of the same coin. No lies with the tick. Like his head is up his tail and your head is up your tail. Either way the coin toss go, y'all are fucking stupid. Yeah, either way, y'all both jackasses. <clears throat> um, okay. At this point, you got to let Bambi whoop your mom ass, Scrappy. That's the only way we could get some straightening here. You got to let Bambi dog walk Mama D. Because in no, let me tell you something. There's two things that got on my nerves about them. People telling them who they shouldn't talk to and who they shouldn't discuss shit with. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If I'm somebody that's having extreme marital problems and I'm thinking about filing for divorce, I'm probably going to talk to my mom and be like, this is what's going on in the marriage. This is like what I'm having a hard time getting dealing with to the point where I'm thinking about, you know, do we need to be together? Like, Telling people that they can't have conversations with people about certain situations is fucking weird to me because the onus should be on your fucking mama not to run her mouth to anybody that will fucking listen when you're confiding in. Like, that's my issue. Everybody like, don't talk to your mama. Your mama shouldn't know this. Your mama shouldn't know that. Divorce is a big deal. I don't know if people really understand just how hard divorces are on people, but it's really not something you should try to internalize and, and deal and tell talk to it with your lawyer and your lawyer only people your peer support system should want to be there for you potentially and you should be able to trust the people that you talking to not to run their fucking mouth to other people there was literally no reason for mama d to tell shikana that except she wanted it to get out of she course she wanted shikana to say something of course and i don't because she knew shikana would say something because she's kind of always saying something because for, for right or wrong, she kind of going to run her mouth one way or the goddamn other. Exactly. And that's that's why I'm like, Scrappy not wrong for having this conversation with his mom, but she damn sure wrong for never allowing her son to confide in her and keeping it to himself. Keeping it to herself, should I say. Sorry. Yeah. Like, your kids should be able to confide in you when things are going extremely rough and raw and awry in their fucking life. If you're if you are a a decent parent and I say decent and and I'm being very generous because Mama D didn't fuck Scrappy up a lot. Definitely. Yeah, I was going to say literally, I want to say about a good 88 percent of Scrappy being Scrappy is because of Mama D. Uh, I would say 99 percent of his relationships have gone to shit because of Mama D. That one percent was was Shay Johnson. And she was willing to fall in line and be Mama D's uh, water water boy and do mm. whatever the fuck Mama D said. Yeah. But otherwise, she has always had her foot in his personal business 
And now that he see how bad it's affecting his marriage, you got to nip it in the bud or you got to let Bambi beat your mama because she is literally, we are literally sitting here watching this woman antagonize Bambi in every fucking way possible. She even went on another love and hip hop show to antagonize this woman. Which that's dedication. That's dedication to being a hater. Like at some point, when do you draw the line and say, listen, if you continue to disrespect my partner, we, me and you are not going to have a relationship. Cause that's, that's where I am with that type of behavior. As somebody that's, that's married, there is no space for outside people to disrespect my partner, especially unprovoked. You got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. And then I want them to go to marriage counseling. They got a lot of big issues. They got too much. They got a lot of big issues. And for me, the biggest one is that woman is there with three kids who are like, what, under five? Yeah. Three kids under five. You constantly going trying to trying to revamp and uh, rebirth your, your rap career. Who helping Bambi with three kids under age five? If you're on the road and you performing and you making money, why aren't you sitting down with your wife and saying, hey, I know you're overwhelmed. What can we do so that you have the help that you you're not wrong, friend, but that would require a uh, scrapper to have emotional intelligence. And we know that is a, a very tall task. And that also it would is. require them as a couple to make good decisions together because they've had they've had a baby every year they've been married. So not only did they not have kind of that settling in time of just being together, you're having baby after baby after baby. And she's been stressed and saying you know, he's not doing, giving as much help as she needs from baby number one. So how, if that's how y'all are moving with baby number one, do y'all go on to two and three? Mm. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. Three babies and three babies. Three years, like three years. It was every year she was pregnant. Like if you do the math, nine months, so 27 months, three years, 36, only nine months of their relationship has there not been a baby involved. A newborn. That is a wild. So I was being generous, not three babies under five. Three, they got three babies under four. Yeah. And that's them, all right. And not only that, both of them have the mentality of babies. And I yeah. wouldn't even say that maybe she acts like a baby, but you got to take into consideration what having babies that quickly and back to back does to a woman mentally and physically. She could have possibly been stacking postpartum depression on top of one another. Before I she think, could really, you I think, think she did. You think so, I think she did. I can't remember which season it was, but you, it just felt off. That's why it surprised me later on in the season when she was pregnant again. That's why it surprised me. Yeah, it's it's, it's mentally taxing. Um, I don't want to say bounce back, but to go back to where you were pre-pregnancy, both mentally and physically, um, with one kid at a time. And I, I could, I'm speaking from experience. It, it was still hard. And I had, London was four going on five when Taj was born. Or no, she was going on four. It was some shit like that. But there's like a three or four year age gap between London and Taj. And even getting back to my life pre-Taj was still difficult. So I can't imagine how it must feel when women have babies back to back like that. And then she's in the house and she's doing all the... She's doing all the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And Scrappy talking about, I don't have no wife that could call and check on me. She's literally keeping up with three fucking babies. When when would she have time to call in and check on you when trying to get keep three babies where they need to be? Three kids. 
He's always been self-centered like that because I can think of the the season he had that asthma attack and wanted Erica to be like, just stay there at the hospital. She's like, I got to work. You barely paying child support. I got to work. You've had asthma attacks before. Like, I knew you was going to be okay. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you are not the little... Bambi didn't get little Scrappy in his prime, little Scrappy in Trueville. She didn't get that Scrappy. She got Scrappy that is finding a little bit of resurgence because they're using the intro to some cut on TikTok right now. Yeah. And and you you trying to build on what's going. And I get it. I do not blame you. You need to work. You need to provide for your family. But again, if you constantly out the house claiming you working, you recording, you performing, you in, you in the studio, you do... Why aren't you helping your wife to have the proper help that she needs so that you can do that? She need a fucking nanny. Some. She needs she needs a nanny. And then you're going to sit up here and then, Bambi, this is my problem with you. You talking about him talking to his mama. You is taking advice from a bitch who stayed with a nigga that looked like Kirk. A nigga. You, she, Rashida stayed with Mr. Hanky the Christmas pool after he had an outside baby on her. Mm. She stayed with the shit emoji after it cheated and had the a mini shit boo. emoji. <laughs> like Kirk had a mini boo boo, and you stayed with Kirk, and you think you you qualified to give Bambi advice? Only thing, only advice you could give a woman is how to be a fucking doormat. Taking advice from Sierra, Sierra don't know what the fuck she wants. She got a man that was willing to give her everything and, and propose to her, and the bitch had a meltdown. Taking advice from Carly. Who the fuck is Carly and Erica? You hmm. No, you gotta be real down bad to be t- trying to take advice from, from Carly Real. That I is just, the that is the downest of bad. If we gonna talk about discernment and who you allow to be privy to things going on in your marriage, you need to do some soul searching too. Cause Kirk and Rashida can't tell me shit but how to put a band-aid over a bullet wound. Hell, even then they might tell you wrong. But yeah, I think was that it? We had anything else for love and hip hop? I can't think of nothing. Unless, Adrian, do you have something? But I think that was it. Did we talk about Mendeecee, Andy, and Samantha? Oh, oh my God. I, mm, we did not. Mm. See, that, that's that, that's why we love you, Adrian, keeping us on track. Ooh. Well, like I said, Samantha, like I was, yeah, go ahead, Candace. I was just going to say, Samantha, why don't you just say that you wanted your lick back? <laughs> You didn't really want to clear this up. You wanted your lick back. You wanted to talk some hot shit to the two women you felt tried to jump you. Because for you to want to put this beside you, you came into every situation hot. Well, you the one that started the problem. Oh, you the liar. Like, again, these things could be true. But how does this work in fixing a problem? I was about to say, like, saying that Yandy is a liar is like calling him sky blue. Like, no shit. We know that. Yeah, but you don't come at you don't come with that when we trying to squash something. Right, exactly. Let's stand in it, bitch. I don't like you. I think you're fake. I think you got me jumped. If we have if we're gonna move forward from this, I need an apology from you and your family member. Straight up up front. Period. But that aggressive shit was irritating. I just feel like I deserve an apology. And as Adrian and I discussed in the pregame. Samantha is the one that got up and was going towards Yandy when she got when she got snuck. Kim did exactly what she was supposed to do. You had too much chip on your dip, Samantha. And like like Adrian said, you wasn't you wasn't watching for your blind spots. Keep your head on swivel. Gotta watch no that bad. six and that nine. Um, and shout out to Kim for, for 
Fuck Mandisi's no, for springing that meeting on Yandy. Fuck Mandisi's for springing that meeting on Yandy. Like, again, I don't ever go up for Yandy, but you should have a say over who you want to have to sit down with and argue and flesh out issues. Because you spring this on me. And then among the first things she says to me is, of course, you wouldn't have an issue because you the problem. Then if I clear this whole table like Teresa off of uh, the Housewives of New Jersey, then I'm the wrong. I'm the person in the wrong. When you shouldn't have sprung <laughs> this on me. Truly. You sprung it on me. And even after she was being slick out the mouth, I still agreed to meet with her. I meet with her. She's still being fucking slick out the mouth. Like, I don't mean no, I don't mean to be funny, but how how many more times do Yandy gotta be the bigger person on some shit that happened how many fucking years ago? Eight. Like, like no. little Mendeecees is almost a fucking adult now. Mm-hmm. And you initiated the aggression. Because if we if we exchanging words and we're both sitting down and you get up and start charging my way, you're telling me you want to fight. And I don't think I don't think her cousin Kim, I don't think the plan was you're going to be there and we're going to jump her. But like family, close cousins like that, it probably was, okay. you're there. We're not there to jump her. But if it's up, then it's stuck. Like and that's what happened. Absolutely. And Samantha can feel a way about that. Like I can see I, I would I might feel a way too. But stand in it and just say that straightforward. If you're going to fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. Yes. Period. And the issue Period. we have, dear Samantha, is that you did not fuck around expeditiously. No, you fucked around passive aggressively. Yes, and we don't we don't like that shit. Mm-mm. Not at all. Shout out to Kim for, for apologizing and, and, you know, being a bigger person in the situation and getting solved what needed to be solved for the sake of little Mendeecees. But, uh, I ain't gonna lie, I'm with Yandy. Kim, um, Samantha wouldn't have got no apology from me. You just would have had to catch your L. You ain't the first or the last bitch that's gonna get snuck. And she started pushing her luck with Kim because Kim was like, we could run it again. Is that what you need? <laughs> Let's do it. Is that what you need? <clears throat> like, if you want your lick back, run it. Let's go. Let's see if you actually get your lick back. Um, I think we have... I think this week coming is the season finale of love and hip-hop atlanta um i hope we get a reunion but i'm not upset if we don't but i wouldn't mind if we do that makes sense just yeah that's kind of where i'm at with i agree like it's not needed but yeah it's not needed but it's useful yeah like we can draw our own conclusions without it but we could paint a better picture with it yeah 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 speaking of reunions married to medicine reunion Part one. Um, Which, before we get, th- th- doesn't it feel like this was a short season? Like shorter than usual? It was 16, ep- it was 15 episodes. Damn, this is why they flew by. I think the reunion is uh, episode 16, episode 17, episode 18. So, yeah, it. I feel like normally it, it's like 17 episodes and three reunion parts. Yeah, they don't go over 20 I, like uh, Housewives. Yeah, but I feel like they could have gave us one or two reunion parts and then episodes. Yeah, they always stretch it out to three, which these shows do not need three parts. So first thing I want to say is, Heavenly, when you got as much mouth as you do, you can't be no scary ass bitch talking about you traumatized because Contessa rent. Ran down on you. Like, you can't be a scary bitch. Correct. 
you can you can't have that mouth and then no hands. No, yeah. Thank you. All mouth, like no don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you cannot have all that fucking mouth and then do all that fucking crying. You gotta pick a side. Andy, I'm traumatized. Uh, I'm traumatized, Andy. Traumatized by what? Why you don't be traumatized when you sitting on the internet shit talking your friends and their relationships? Exactly. If like, you ain't scared when you yeah, if you ain't scared when you doing it, don't be scared when you gotta deal with the consequences of your actions. That's my that's my issue. I thought you did a whole bunch of putting on and you put a whole lot of sauce on that situation. Yeah. Like I'm uh, traumatized, truly, Andy. I'm traumatized. Bitch, shut up. I think what gets me is that because you can say what you want. You can say that you um you can say that, well, heavenly um uh it's like if 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 they don't want heavenly to know their business, you know, knowing how heavenly is, then don't tell it, right? Or don't put it on, you know, the show that we are watching, you know, as a reality TV show, right? You can say all that and that's fine and well. But the issue here is we know for a fact that we don't even have to have speculation. It is that if the roles were reversed, we know heavenly will move heaven and earth if you even mention anything even remotely bad about Dr. Damon. We've seen it. So it's like if you you could just shut the fuck up. Like that's the thing. you you could just shut the fuck up. But you don't, and that's the problem, Heavenly. And the other part is, and Heavenly, I feel like she alludes to it in a part two reunion tonight. Some of the things that Contessa told her happened when the cameras were not present. Right. Phone conversations where she would call and vent to Heavenly about things that was going on between her and Scott. So for you to take it back to social media and use it for entertainment amongst you and your fan base, it's fucking weird and it's fucking intrusive and it's a form of betrayal. Yeah. Contessa didn't say this shit in front of the camera and we all heard it. You're talking shit that this woman called and talked to you and vented to you about. That's some scandalous shit to me. It is. That is. And I'm sorry, you have to be a weirdo defending heavily doing that shit. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for saying that. You are, if you are defending heavily doing that shit, even being a quote unquote devil's advocate, you are a fucking weirdo. Absolutely. Speaking of, okay. Now, when we, we've all heard about Quad and this rumor that she slept with her married contractor and so on and so forth. And um, I want to give kudos to Contessa for bringing up the fact that while these women were spreading this rumor, they never once thought about how it impacted the guy in question's wife and his children. Mm. Come on with it, Candace. They, ne- like, all this girl power, all this talk about rumors mm-hmm. and keeping people's name out your mouth and, th- and shit like that. Y'all, y'all didn't mm-hmm. think twice. A bunch of 40-year-old women did, 40-plus-year-old women didn't think twice about that rumor and how it would impact his wife, his kids, and their marriage. Wow. If ever there is a story to tell about a, a, a man cheating, especially a married man cheating, if somebody is to expose that information, let it be the women, the woman being wronged in the situation yeah. or the women. Let that be those women's story to tell. Y'all ran off on a fucking rumor and I'm gonna be honest. I I shout out to Quad. Um, I know our our resident legal person here will tell us that 
lie detector tests don't really mean anything in court, right? No, no. pretty much inadmissible. Okay. And, but, you know, is there really a way to, is it that easy to fake out a lie detector test? I ain't never took one, so I wouldn't know. But um, I don't know if I would say easy necessarily, but done with enough frequency to where you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to trust it in a case. Okay, okay. But I feel like for for all intents and purposes, uh, amongst this friend group where they have a really ugly habit of spreading rumors like that, um, I was okay with Quad taking a lie detector test, and I would, but. Not a single person other than um, Heavenly apologized for spreading those rumors. Which that's a damn thing. Which that's my biggest issue with this group of women. And and women on these shows in general, even when they are found out to be wrong, they like apologies taste like acid on their tongue. Mm-hmm. They owe Quad an apology, especially as Quad said, she paid her contractor, and like she said, why would I pay and be if I'm sleeping with my my married contractor? I wouldn't be paying him for shit. I know that's right. Paying him in paying him in pussy. Pussy like, I don't. She like I don't hustle backwards like that, sweetheart. And I felt that. And not only that, the contractor um is her friend's husband, a friend, not just an acquaintance, but a friend, a friend that she vacations with. Y'all spreading that rumor really could have gone a lot worse than it did and it was me yeah and i just i I want i want i'm gonna say this i want them to because i mean we've said this countless times before but it bears repeating nobody's saying the court is perfect she has her problematic moments we all know that but i really need this group of ladies to like whatever like y'all have it's something that y'all have some unlike packed trauma with Quad, well, it just seemed like y'all go out of y'all way to antagonize her. Um, and it's like, I, I need y'all to get some, I need y'all to unpack that. I need y'all to unpack that. I need you to unpack it, tuck it in the ball, roll it, and get rid of it. Because it's getting weird. Y'all are too fucking old for this shit. And not, not only that, this group of ladies has a huge problem holding themselves accountable. And I was glad when Quad brought up the fact that the women spread very problematic rumors and things like that, I'm glad she included herself. When Toya was like, so it's okay for you to do it to me? And she was like, it's not okay. It is not okay. Agreed. All of us, we're wrong. Yeah, All of us are wrong. It's not okay for us to do what we do to each other. Yeah. And so, like, I, I truly do have an issue with the hand Quad played in this whole Toya robbery situation. Um, I do think she was really nasty for that. And I do think it was, this was her being petty and getting some get back for Toya spreading the rumor about her sleeping with her contractor and the digs about her house and how nasty she had been, uh, to quad when she was going through her d- divorce with, um, Dr. Uh, little motherfucker. I can't remember <laughs> Dr. <laughs> little motherfucker. Great. Mm-hmm. Which, um, which... Yeah. That real quick, like, and that I, I going back to on my point real quick. I feel like they truly have never like gotten over that. Like, how dare Quad divorce? You know, because they hold marriage in like a high esteem. How dare Quad divorce and leave somebody that honestly all of them are very still cool with? How dare she like 
divorce a man that was emotionally and physically abusive. And feel- it's crazy because in the previews for tonight's uh, reunion part two, um, Dr. Jackie calls Toy out for how she treated her when her and Curtis were going through their issue and how Toya was saying, oh, Jackie must not have been taken care of home. That's why Curtis cheated. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, North, the North remembers. You was going to say something? The North remembers. Oh, no. No. That was a Because I forgot about it. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. The North, the North very well remembers. Um, yeah. And okay. So while, while we're here, one, I'm glad that a viewer wrote in and called Heavenly out on using her trauma to excuse why she behaves the way that she does mm-hmm. because we've said it a million times. Um, but I want to, I want to talk about the needless. <clears throat> As we have said, none of us believe Toya had anything to do with the robberies, robbery in question happening to Anila's home. And I wish quad would have been honest and said, I went along with the shit. Cause I don't fuck with you like that. Yeah, because there is literally nothing that Toya has said or done that we've had we've been privy to see that would make me believe she had anything to do with it. And then taking the word of a white bitch talking about Carrie said that Toya said Anila, there was some people that got a hit out on Anila. We believe in white women. (laughs) Wow. And literally nobody else can corroborate this but Carrie. Nobody, nobody else. Toya told nobody else this, but she told Carrie who she's not even close to. Yeah. Come on now. Make it make sense. Yeah, I definitely would have respected Quad on that more that she, she just wanted to get her petty lit back. Um, it looked like in the previews tonight, Eugene gonna yell at Quad. And I'll be honest, um, she she gotta catch that L. It's it's much deserved because. To insinuate that Eugene or Toya could have anything to do with something like this, do you know how you could tarnish his reputation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what you could have set set up to happen to them running that rumor? Like again, I do think Toya is a bitch. I do. I think she is like one of the mean girls on the show who is intentionally she's intentionally mean a lot of times and unkind to other women on the show. But I absolutely do not believe her and Eugene are, are running around staging robberies and shit to people's homes. Like they don't live in the same fucking neighborhood. Yeah. I think what annoys me is that because remember <clears throat> when it first happened, you know, I was saying it would have been funny, you know, if, she, if Toya had something to do with it because it would have been the most Detroit thing I ever fucking seen. But like, again, that's a joke. Like if it was if it was a running joke, that's one thing, but like to actually go along with it, like that's the part that I have an issue with. And again, like I would have respected Quarrel more for saying, like, I know this is bullshit, but I'm just getting my petty leap back for all the years Toy been a bitch to me. I could have respected the fuck out of that, to be perfectly honest. Absolutely. I not, might not have agreed with it, but I could respect it. <laughs> that's usually my issue with people on these shows is if you're gonna be a bitch, a mean girl, the petty person, stand in that. Yeah. Just stand in it. Don't just don't play in my face. Yeah. If you're gonna fuck around, do it expeditious. Yeah. That literally is my is my only my only ass. Literally. That's all I'm asking. Um, I also think it's pretty anti-black to assume black people set you up to get robbed. 
<laughs> like <laughs> with like not a single lick of real proof, real receipts, real <laughs> evidence. And you constantly questioning this black couple about them having details about your robbery. And you have been robbed twice since you have been robbed an additional time since the first robbery. Who the folks I'm pissed off. <laughs> right. <laughs> and or, who, which or, who, or, or who they got to pay off. Uh, Which is why Toya was like, it ain't got shit to do with nothing that maybe y'all just assholes. Like, who who have y'all done dirty that your house is being targeted this much? Or is it the fact that you living in a fucking house made out of glass and it's just easy to break in that mother? Oh, wow. Mm. Like, they, they broke. She was saying how the second robbery, they shattered the glass um, in the front of their house and just came in and, and robbed them. Like, maybe we need to just go back to the architectural drawing board. Dude, right? So, so, come on, our, our resident engineer. Like, something is something is awry here. Oh, what's in the front of the house? house? And don't nobody know nothing? And, she, okay, she said it happened at night. They okay. cut the power cord to her home. Okay. Then they went in, they broke, they shattered the glass window and went in and robbed it. So, when they cut the power, no cameras, no nothing. Okay, before, but, oh, okay. Even still, nobody saw something. Nobody heard nothing. Nobody but, cared. Like, but see, that got, just untangled who? another thread because <clears throat> if how Anila made it, how Anila presented after the initial robbery was she was so scared. She felt so unsafe. All of these things. You went kind of over, not overboard, but you did a lot. You had cameras over like every inch of the house, but we ain't think to do a system that they can't cut the power to it mm, or ain't mm, no mm, backup. Mm, mm. And I mean, and y'all supposed to have money. So, it, I mean, it wouldn't be a, <laughs> a nor like a me thing. It'll be like, man, I just couldn't afford that bill. And so I was hoping that the ADT sign and this, what I had was going to be enough, but they've got the money for that, for that. So that's okay. okay. Yeah. Something, right. something, something, in, something in them greens is greedy. Something in them green, greens ain't clean. Hello. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's where I'm with that. Um, I think that was it for part one of the reunion. Um, also, I do not believe Quad is jealous of Toya, and Toya is jealous of Quad. I think they are just two sides of the same coin. Um, they, they are caddy for yeah. They they are just caddy with each other. Um, and I think this goes. I I'll say it goes further back than the whole divorce thing. I believe um, when Mariah and Quad started being on the outs, I think Quad was really hurt when Toya chose a side and Mariah. Mm-hmm. And they just really haven't been rocking the same since then. Yeah, that's I that's agree. what I feel about that. And then they have compounded the their dislike for each other by being petty with each other. You know, yeah. like, like going tit for tat. So if ever they could get from under it, they would really have to genuinely apologize to each other and keep it, mean it and mean it is what I want to say. So, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with, with that. Um, I think that was it for the reunion. Go to Potomac. Cause I got, (laughs) let's go. Okay. Giselle, you are dead fucking, you are dead ass wrong. You're, you're literally wrong. I I am trying to understand this, um, but if you're going to tell it, tell it all. That's my thing. 
like this whole Chris Bassett thing. And Ashley, you're damn wrong too, because that man didn't slide in your DMs. He responded to a story and said, "Come to the come to the rooftop at the W." He trying to get some money. He trying to get some money in the door. That man don't care about you. And Chris, you dumb because you and this woman, this woman and your wife are barely on the good foot again. Even if you meant no harm whatsoever, put your fucking thinking cap on, you bald-headed cracker. You ain't got no business messaging that woman at no 2.40 in the morning. Her and Candace and Ashley are not in the space to do that. So I just... I mean, not only that, just know your surroundings. Not, I mean, not only... Not only that, but like you know how these women are. Like mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know that they're petty. You know that they're malicious. You know that they ain't got no goddamn sense. So like you're not wrong, but you definitely exercise the lapse in judgment because you know the type of people that they are. They're not good people, and they do stupid shit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't feel sorry for Candace. I do not feel sorry for Candace because forgive me, Monique tried to warn you. Yep. Monique tried to warn you that Giselle was only using you as a pawn in their in their game of petty and cattiness. And now you're seeing Giselle for who she truly is. That's who she is. That's who she is. I mean, and to take it a step further, to take it a step further, like it ain't like you have blinders on, Candace, because you knew and you know that that's who they are. Because you was one of the main ones saying that they, that's who they are. I also want to bring up the fact that Giselle is saying that Chris felt that Chris made her uncomfortable when they were on one of their trips and, and Chris pulled Giselle to the side and said, can I talk to you privately? And Giselle said, sure, let's go up to my room. And this was like in New Jersey and, and some shit like that. And, and they went up to the room and they were, ha- they were having a conversation about something Giselle acknowledges that Chris was not inappropriate. Chris did not say anything inappropriate. Chris did not touch her. Chris did not hug her. Chris did not insinuate anything. The door was open when they were having the conversation in the room. But she's saying it made her uncomfortable because he was a married man. And Chris is saying that he considered, he and Candace considered Giselle a friend. I don't know what the conversation was about. They have yet to let us in on that. But they both acknowledge that nothing inappropriate happened, but something is amiss in the details because Chris is saying he told Giselle he wanted to talk to her off to the side alone. And he said that Giselle said, cool, we can go up to my room and discuss it where nobody will hear us or no ears will be listening. Giselle is saying Chris asked her to go up to her room and talk privately. I believe. Oh. I believe Chris Bassett. I do. And that, and I had to throw, I threw up in my mouth because not only am I siding with a man, I'm siding with a white I'm man. With a white man. Because if your basis is he didn't do anything appropriate, I just felt uncomfortable because he's a married man. Then when he gave the suggestion, hey, let's go up to your room, you would have shot it down there. You could have absolutely... Or exactly. You could have absolutely said, okay, let's go step off to the side over here as well. And I and I am pissed that Karen is playing into Giselle's bullshit. You of all people know how much Giselle I'm, I'm, lies and okay, does shit like that. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're so here. that whole you're entitled to feel that way, your feelings are absolutely valid. It's bullshit. And I really hate the fact that G- Karen is going to lose Candace's friendship for good. 
because they're barely just on the good foot after the whole Monique shit. And not only that, to, it is like you like Karen, you out of out of all the people that are that is on this cast, you of all people know how manipulative Giselle is. You know this. You are yeah. like so like the I do not understand it. For the life of me, it, like if like you could have just been like that, um that, that remember when Mimi when they was fighting on real uh, not real housewives, uh love and hip hop and Mimi was just off to the side eating her damn burrito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could have been Karen. But instead, she's taking this very weird, weird stance, trying to be in, in her trying to be neutral. She's picking a side and being stupid. And I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it when you don't have, again, like I said, I, I just don't understand when you've dealt with nasty Giselle when and you, you know how Giselle lies you and you know you- how. No, I was still saying you just know what she will do to concoct some mess amongst that group. Not only that, but like you, you dealt with Nasty Giselle and the details, the the story itself just don't add up. Yeah. And something is going awry between Robin and Giselle. Something not adding up because I, I don't know. Something is amiss in their friendship. You could see them growing apart as friends Okay. to me. And Robin feels like Giselle is, is way out of line. And I wonder how this is going to affect their friendship because when they were do- at Ashley's TikTok, learn how to TikTok, learn how to dance, which nobody give a fuck about Ashley TikToking. period. I just I- thought it was, <laughs> I just thought it was really strange how Giselle wanted to have a private conversation with Candace and she's all but shaking and shivering and all this kind of shit. And I'm glad Candace got up and got the fuck out of there. You, you, you don't get to do that. That's not okay. It's not okay to act like my husband has assaulted you or made passes at you or been inappropriate with you. And you, you shaking and shivering and wiping your eyes and shit. Like, come on, that shit was truly foul. And performative. And Candace made some good points. Go ahead, Adrian. Cause I feel like I know where you're going. No, it's probably not that point. It's just it because the more it sinks in, it's just like that's just so nasty of Giselle to do because you can't really argue with how somebody felt. You know what I mean? So there's no oh, she's nasty. That green goblin is nasty. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry, Candace. That just that's just blowing me the more it's like sinking in. Because no, I was gonna say. And the fact that they have remained cordial and friendly with Michael Darby Mm. in all of this Mm. points. Mm. I am so glad Candace brought it up. I am so glad she did. And she had every right to, because there's no way you're going to paint this picture about Chris Bassett, who none of the wives have ever said has been inappropriate or uncomfortable. And we finna get into dragging Mia too. Um, but Michael but Darby y'all have up. yeah have managed to be as cordial and friendly as possible every time Michael Darby comes. Like I know you fucking like. And also to be lying. Okay, shout out to Bravo for being messy and rolling the footage back. <laughs> Mia accused Mia accused Chris Bassett of staring at her, making her feel uncomfortable and very weird. And every time they rolled the footage back, he was never looking in her fucking direction. And her dust. That lady he just- was paying that lady oh. dust. Does she lie just to lie? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. I missed last season, so 
I didn't not only, not only do she well, well, you missed last season with her, but she don't she really didn't have nothing going on, which they realized the problem. She lied to lie and keep shit going because she don't really have a storyline outside of that. Okay, all right. Well, you lie on my man, and the storyline gonna be me beating your ass. <laughs> Period. So I mean, so if that's the storyline that you want to go with. I'm making a whole be prepared movie. to get that ass <laughs> Adrian said the storyline shall be me beating It's gonna be your recovery from your hospitalization. <laughs> Everything you're gonna have a good season or two of stuff. Learning how to walk all over. All <laughs> oh my god. Like all of that. All of that. Literally all of it. Because you're you're down really fucking bad for this. But no, like that's especially with something as serious as this. It's like, come on, yeah, come on. That's why, and that's what would get me so angry is the seriousness of it. That's what would make me angry. But that's one of the issues that I have with Andy and Bravo is that at some point there's some shit you should step in on and make it absolutely known. It will not be tolerated. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of my things. They never did it with all of Michael Darby allegations. And these were fucking cast and crew members saying he was being inappropriate. Yep. Mm-hmm. They never stepped in like we have a zero tolerance policy for that shit. He's off the show. Ashley, if you want to film, fine, but he will not be filming. He can't film, period. Yep. And and I think they're doing talk- oh, No, I was gonna say they're doing the same shit with Garcelle Bouvet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was uh oh it was Lodger. Shout out to Lodger. She uh she said this on Twitter and uh she was writing the bears repeating and they just hate black men. Which is ironic. I, and, they are his, they are his biggest bag. I, Come on in the room. Especially considering how it was zero tolerance for what Phaedra did. That, and mind yeah. you, and mind you, I don't necessarily want Phaedra back on Housewives of Atlanta. I don't right. think Phaedra should be filming anything Housewives related, not even the Ultimate Girls Trip. Yeah. But they had a zero tolerance policy for her spreading a rumor. And they handled it appropriately. So Peter was never kicked off the show. Them white women is over there terrorizing Garcelle Bouvet and her black sons. Hmm. We that bravo are gonna be good in about twenty. Oh, it's, go, it's gonna oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be amazing when all the tea spill out. It's gonna be magnificent. And I think, and I think, and I hope Nene stay healthy enough to get her vindication because that's when yeah. she's gonna be able to shine again. When it's time to be like, I fucking told y'all what was going on, and y'all chose not to believe me. Yeah. And even this shit with with Chris Bassett, the fact that nobody has stepped in and been like, "Yo, listen, we're not doing that." Because there's too many victims out in the world who need to be believed for Giselle to be sitting on here trying to make something out of nothing for the sake of a storyline because she don't have shit else going on in her life. Let's talk about it. The, or, the but, Jamal shit fell flat. But would they be able, if they wouldn't let, because what Giselle is saying is he didn't do anything. Nothing happened. I just felt uncomfortable. If they yeah. left that out, could she spin that? It's like, oh, I was silenced on this issue and my being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, she could. I just, I don't know. It's a part of me that really hates that Bravo doesn't draw a line in the sand for certain. Or they don't be more responsible. Because it's like, because you're not wrong, Adrian. She definitely could spin it as like, 
well, I mean, I'm not saying nothing happened, but y'all are signing some me and saying that I'm uncomfortable because, you know, to your point, what you were saying earlier, how you feel is how you feel. But the thing is, it's like you can't do that, but also Michael Darby is still allowed to be on this show. Like that there is the problem. Like you yeah. can't allow Giselle to be like, well, nothing happened, but he still made me uncomfortable. But it's like you let Michael Darby be on the show. And like y'all, like Candace was saying earlier, like not saying that they just like fuck with him, fuck with him, but like they are like very at least cordial, and that's way more than he fucking deserves. Like way more. They hug him and all yeah. kind of shit when they see him. Yeah, and that's way more than he fucking deserves. And he was talking about sucking wine dick. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a lot. Like they put them, they put because they've been lax in what they choose to let let go and let slide. They put themselves in this situation, okay. and, it's no, and it's nobody's fault but theirs. Yeah. Okay. I, I do. I want to talk about Robin and Wendy and this whole Mia thing, because that that <laughs> is how you fucking film a fucking show. First of all, Wendy, you did all that grandstanding about not calling me a liar just to get hot mic and calling that girl all types of fucking liars. I'm telling you, I was action. fucking <laughs> hollering when they was like, your mic is still on. She's like, oh, can you get this mic off of me? Oh, <laughs> like, ma'am, stand up in your shit. Call, if you believe Mia's not telling the truth and being honest, say that. Because you just got caught in your fucking shit. And they finna eat you up at the reunion. Yep, alive. When you do also, Robin been mad 40 days and 40 nights that she couldn't bully Wendy Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> All of this with Giselle, Robin, and Wendy is because Wendy wouldn't sit down and allow herself to be bullied by them. They kicked off all of the discourse between them and Wendy, and they are acting like Wendy did something wrong to them. I don't want no bitch like Robin around me. I'm so sorry. If you were going to talk about inviting the other, the other women's kids to something, you should have waited until y'all left. You did that purposely. And then in, in the in the show tonight, you tell Candace to tell Wendy that her kids can come, but she can't. And and that um Candace agreed to keep an eye on the kids. And Bitch. Wendy was like, absolutely fucking not. Bitch. <clears throat> I'm glad I'm better emotionally regulated as I've gotten older because younger me. I'd have let the first one go. Okay, you disrespectful. You being a bitch. I'll let you have that. But then for you to be like, my kids can come, but I can't. And you now, and somebody that they don't really know like that can watch them. Now I got to come and mess up your baby birthday. I got to wipe his name off the cage. <laughs> I got to knock over the... But see, and, and I wouldn't want to do that to a child because that's fucked up. <laughs> But it's the principle. No, it's the I, principle. Right, it's the principle. It's the principle. I'm going to be talking. honest. Your mama we should, we should do this. We should do that to a child's party. Because, see, your mama don't really know who she fucking with. And I need her <laughs> to fuck around and find out who she fucking with. And that's going to be at the expense of your birthday party because your mama couldn't leave me to fuck alone. Because once you let me know my kids weren't invited, baby, we don't have to talk about nothing else. We good here, beloved. I'm good. Me and my kids are good, bitch. We didn't want to come to no kids' birthday party that was a track and field meet. (laughs) Fuck out of here throwing them 
broke bitch birthday parties for your kids. That's a broke. That's a broke birthday party. We wanted to meet up and have a family fun day, bitch. Don't nobody want to play fucking hopscotch, <laughs> bitch. Where's the skating ring? Where's the bowling alley? Where's the laser tag? Where's the pool party? Where's the all, all that costs money. <laughs> Everything <Just> clean up. <laughs> You throwing this broke ass family fun day event, bitch. Like, girl, eat. Not, not, a, not a child there, like, now why am I in it? Because <laughs> of your mom. Because of your mama. I got an answer for you. Because of your mama. <laughs> like, I'm the kid looking at the mama, like, mama, what did you do to these people? <laughs> like, don't play on my top like that. If and that's a, and the, the part that was that's so sick about it is you're a parent. And if one of the other ladies did that to you and your children, you would be 38 fucking hot, Robin. If they, if somebody told you, yeah, Juan can bring the kids, but you're not welcome, you would be hot than a motherfucker. We would never hear the end of it because you are still mad at Wendy because she clocked your motherfucking ass for speaking on her body, speaking on her clothes, speaking on her education, speaking on her marriage, and speaking on her autonomy as a woman overall. She clocked your motherfucking ass and you've been crying since. She's not invited to my wedding. Nobody is because it ain't going to be no wedding. Oh, fuck, man. Since we we here, we can talk about that, too. You you talking about a fucking prenup and you don't even know how much money Juan make. Talk about I make more money than him from selling beauty supply store hats. And that's real nasty when considering he ain't got money because you lost it. Like that's always gonna be <laughs> that's always I'm always gonna circle back to that. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's always it. Like even if let's say even if Juan is making more money to rob him, or if he not making more money to rob him, the fact remains yeah, the reason y'all the ended up in the financial predicament y'all was in was because you got your his money scammed away. So one in a prenup. For somebody who you did fucking dirty and they still end up staying around and y'all giving you some pity dick. Yeah. Well, I think, we, I think we, they was broken. They ain't had no choice. I don't know if that was love and commitment that had them. Oh, still, oh no, but, but oh, I, I think I think one once once they started filming, I'm gonna be honest. I think once they started filming, one stayed around because he gonna get his back come hella high water. And that I means mean, she even if it, even if she got to be the breadwinner. And he gotta act like he ain't got it like she got it. He gonna get he leaving with something a la Denzel. I'm leaving here with something with something. You know what? I, I see it. I see the vision. And, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Candace, because like I see jokes about Juan being broke, you know, on social media. And it's like I'm and it's like I I I get it, but like like Angel said, like even if Juan broke, like he not the one that lost the money. <laughs> like that's always gonna be Robin. And when you, I mean, and this is complete bullshit and fantasy and fan fiction that I'm writing right now. But if you look at their story, Juan's background, him relying very heavily on his, on her parents while, you know, he was in high school and stuff. He probably thought if anybody is going to know how to manage this money, it's going to be Robin and somebody in her circle. I know I don't have college in the background for this. So I'm going to trust with the circle that she has and networks that she has, she has somebody that's going to watch out for us. Oh, this is her friend. Oh, even better. That did not turn out to be the case. <laughs> no, not at all. Not not even a little. But so it's real nasty that now she prenup, prenup. Yeah. 
It's like, ma'am, I'm sorry, but you don't get to do that. <laughs> and it's nobody's fault for sure, because again, you the one that lost the damn money. Big fucking Lee. I just thought that was a lot of fucking nerve. Um, I don't have there's nothing we can say about Mia's health that wouldn't be problematic. So I don't have any comments on it. I choose to not comment on that woman's health. That's her business or whatever the case may be. Um, it, but my co-hosts, they may want to tr- chime in, but whatever I would say would be extremely problematic. So I'm my, my fucking business. And I'm going to follow suit and not say that. Well, I don't give, no, I'm just. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just saying, get well soon. Or don't, fuck you. Um, we just go, <laughs> we go leave it at, at both of those points and keep on moving. <laughs> Before we go, I want to talk about this Ashley Darby shit. And I just still keep coming back to the fact that something is going on legally with Michael Darby's money. And I think we'll find out about it at some point in the next few months, because I still don't understand creating an LLC for the sole purpose of purchasing a house with Ashley. Keep it away from to keep it away from a personal judgment. Mm. And from the looks of it for tonight's episode, Michael Darby then went MIA now that it's time to buy this damn house. He don't pull he don't pull the nigga named Ralph. He ain't answering his phone. Nobody could reach him. Nothing. I swear to God, if we get a season of a cracker named Michael, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to fucking God. <laughs> And I'll be shut up. Boy, if you... If, mm, mm, let, me, let me shut up. Go, go ahead, Ken. This goes, boy. That's really all I had. I'm just, I just can't wait till we find out what this is about. Because whatever it is, it can't just be as simple as it just being in Ashley's name either. Yep. So, well, what's done in the dark will come to light, so... Absolutely. Love and marriage. I... Can we get to the rest of the season? Because I don't care about none of this. Okay, I'm glad we're here because this felt like a Wanda. Wanda is not going to change. Nope. Um, a bunch of 40-year-olds setting social media boundaries and rules um, is very yes. weird to me because it should have been a given to not behave like that on social media. Because y'all are Also, 85. y'all are 85. Two of the two of the motherfuckers in there cannot keep they shit off social media, even with each other. So I still don't understand these social media rules because do this apply to Mel and Martel when it comes to each other? Because mm-hmm. all these motherfuckers do is argue with each other on the internet. Yeah. I wish T- I wish Tisha was a little bit of a realer bitch to ask that question. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean she. Start- just she to could. start chaos at the table. So does yeah. this include you and Martel stuff as well? Or yeah, I I do agree with you, Adrian. It's just that oh, uh, with she she could say that, but then it also would apply to her. But you're not y'all. Yeah, right. It's true. This is true. But you're not wrong. I do. I I agree with you. I would have loved to care because that's what we watched the show for. Absolutely. Um. Also, um. Where was I going with this? Oh, my God. Cool out, huh? Mark Gotti got a cool out. That one, <laughs> that woman is not gonna. <laughs> it took me a minute. <laughs> that woman is not gonna claim you. 
Do I believe him and Miss Van had a little something deeper going on? Yes. But once a woman is saying, oh, we were just friends, we we kicked it, we enjoyed each other's company, just let it go at that point. Yeah, you got that's a body, go. that's a body she don't want. Yeah, you gotta she let don't it go. want that. She, she don't want that on her pussy facts. Yeah, right. She 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 wanna take back that pussy favorite. <laughs> yeah, the dick, the dick didn't hit. Okay. Yeah, I would got- like to tell Mar- Marceau. Please stop wearing them tight ass jean shorts, bro. Put your hips away. You scaring the bad bitches away. Put your put on a girdle. One of the two. Okay. You scared because when Miss Wanda said at that birthday party that Marceau was hugging her too tight and she could smell his titties. (laughs) Baby, put put them curves up, Marceau. They dangerous, thick ass bitch. (laughs) Why them jeans never fit? And why do they stop right there? I just, I don't know. You so thick, everybody in the room uncomfortable. Because I like my niggas BBW. All right. Like the one that, okay. Yeah. So thick, everybody in the room uncomfortable. Listen, as a big nigga, to all fellow big niggas, wear your goddamn side. Please. (laughs) You are not a skinny nigga. You you are a big nigga. You cannot wear no damn skinny jeans. You a curvy nigga. (laughs) Uh, You could get a job at Hooters and serve me, nigga. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got titties and ass type of nigga. I don't know. I Marceau, you is just so bad built. Yuck. Um, I don't want Destiny here. Destiny, <laughs> I am the moment. This my shop. Okay. But she wants mama, but it's but it's closed again now. Mm. I mean, not only that, but and, uh to because I feel like Asian, I feel like this is where you're going. Not only that, but like you are not the moment. It was just so happened to other people were causing the chaos. And it just happened to be at your shit, but like nobody really gave a fuck about your shit. So I'm very confused as to why you think that, you know, you you that girl when you're not. Like you are literally only here just being filler, like on like on God on God. So like I am not understanding this confidence. At all. At all. Like you Destiny has been trying to make herself that girl for like eight or four years now. And it's just a, it's not realistic. Not at all. Not realistic. It's not on it. Not nothing. Period. Leave us alone, please. Ah, so I want to talk about the lack of wit that Miss Wanda has because me and Mike drank some wine and and had some spirits last night, and we concluded that if Wanda was a just a if she was a witty bitch and not a rude bitch, she would have ate mail up for that yo baby daddy being my DM comment because it really wasn't the dig. It wasn't really wasn't the dig male thought it was. But Wanda's not witty. Wanda's a wombat. Wanda's a witch. But Wanda's not witty. You know what I'm saying? Because I would have told Mel, well, you know, I, I see your, your uh, deadbeat magnet is still working well. Because mm. we ain't never seen Tisha talk about her daddy on, a, on not nan second of an episode on this goddamn show. That nigga ain't shit. So you telling me he in your DMs? I sure would have told you. I see your ain't shit nigga radar still work good. He found his way straight to you. My condolences. All right. So I I, so much because maybe I'm confused. What what was Wanda's comeback to mail? It was you should go worry find about- your baby. Go find your uh, go find your child's baby daddy because it ain't Martell. And she definitely said that because it ain't Martell part. Or did she just say go find your your last baby daddy? I think it was go find your last baby daddy or some shit like that. But Wanda said she got that from when Martell was going live saying that 
he had questions about sugar mama paternity because Mel had been cheating too. Mm, Can, I be honest? Can I be honest? And it ain't going to look good. If that was Wanda's response to Melanie saying that Wanda's baby daddy was in her DMs, I, I'm tempted to allow it because that's just a, a off the cuff thing you would say. Now, what I don't like is not just saying that was an off the cuff thing that I'm saying based off information from Martell. And it was responding to what you were saying, yeah. trying to make it trying to make it more with all oh, well, this, this and this. Just you was being petty. It's just like yeah, if somebody the- say something, and you say your mama like you were being petty. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like like I said, if Wanda was witty, she would have drugged Mel for filth. It wouldn't have had to even make no comments regarding to paternity or nothing. Because Tisha, old ass daddy jumping in your inbox. What that mean? I would have told her, well, at least you finally got somebody there because because Martel was spending all his free time in coleslaw DMs. Oh, yeah. Like she really could. Like if Wanda was if she was witty, she really could have ate Mel up after that and made Mel regret even going there. But she not. She not. She just rude. But she not witty. Cause I would have, I would have slung at the male boy. She would have, re- she would have regretted bringing up uh, my child's father. I would have told her instead of worrying about who in your DMs, you need to go file for child support before his his new baby mama get it all. I'm talking about. I would have slung. I would have cocked back and slung all them insults. Her feelings would have been super hurt. She would have been so mad. She would have had a super big uh, social media arguing with Martel. Like I just, but well, I was telling Mike. No, I was going to say, I was telling Mike, I feel like at this point, um, this whole saying outlandish shit on social media, so it ended up being a part of the show during filming, I feel like this is because we're not seeing that many storylines. We're not. And that's what I was just about to get to, because it's like, at the same time, while I don't disagree, it's like Wanda is also the motherfucker who got what, a husband, uh, ex-husband, a side nigga. Uh, um, uh, what's the what's the the man version for mistress? Miss nigga, some whatever. Like she is like Miss nigga. <laughs> that is the show title. Miss nigga. It's like, <laughs> like, I'm just like you know what I'm saying. Like she just same motherfucker that got like like she on her Bartell shit in her own damn marriage. So it's like, ma'am, like if you don't sit your old ass down, like your tea is arguably is worse than everybody's. Truly. And I, I feel like if we really sit back and uh, look, we haven't really gotten much in the way of storylines. And we're sitting up here talking about a ton of people with marital issues, and they really haven't been the focal point since the first episode or two. Right. It's all just been mess and pettiness and social it's media It's just shit been mess and, and pettiness, the, the, but they... Go ahead, friend. Not the real issue. Yeah, because yeah. the only thing they exposed us to was Tiffany and Lewis deciding they're going to try for a kid, which, mm, mm. which I don't want to think about the process. <laughs> so Mm-mm. I don't, Can I you just, just don't imagine that. lurch, big, greasy, sweaty, I, I don't. funky I, no, ass. Nope, no, I don't. Pumping I, I do on top no. of that fine woman. I, I would not like to see it. I would not. But besi- Both their asses be that, clapping. I, oh. <laughs> I hate you. Everybody ass clapping when Lewis and Tiffany fucking. Who cheeks clapping louder? His or hers? God was he, not glorified. He is because okay. he got more. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> but like let's let's be honest tisha and marceau are not in a good place in a marriage mm-hmm. martel is fucking with sheree who's who has a knack for getting with abusive men mm. you know what i'm saying mel she got all that baggage ain't nobody finna date her like maurice and kimmy maurice act like he can't go a day without fucking sex like, he really feels entitled to fuck on his wife whenever he gets fucking ready, no matter how she's feeling. And I wonder how that's going to bode, because if the previews for this season and the previews for next episode are any indication, it looks like Kimmy's going to have some kind of health issue. And yeah. if you have a health issue, the last thing you're thinking about is fucking. Yep. Correct. Yep. So it's like, we we got all these come And give me more of Stormy. If yeah. she's going to be here, give me more of her storyline with her husband. Like, it's called Love and Marriage, Huntsville. Not social media we, uh, therapy. Continue. Yeah. Give us the, the marriage part of it. That's all I'm asking for. Because I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Like, if I wanted to see <laughs> if I wanted to see a bunch of two, two damn old people be stupid and petty on the internet, I could just log on to it. Or I could just go watch Jocelyn's Cabaret. At least they showing titties. <laughs> Y'all giving us Jocelyn's cabaret with none of the nudity at this point. Make it make sense. Candace, I ain't the titties comeback right group. Here. Don't come back. Go straight to hell. Yes, what are they coming back to? I thought they had scrapped that or the comeback. They group. disbanded it. I thought the comeback group was a financial business thing where they would be developing land together. Right. Now there it's is just no land. It, it apparently so, Adrian. Okay. It would right, appear so. But they okay. playing in everybody's face. We don't need y'all to come back to nothing. Fuck off. Just a bunch okay. of niggas built like women. A bunch of auntie ankles and auntie hips every fucking wear. A bunch of dumbass bald heads. And y'all ain't giving us nothing. Mm-mm. That's all I got. Y'all got anything else? We miss anything on Love and Marriage Huntsville? With Ke- finding out what Kiki's secret was that she's so mad with Tisha and Marceau about? Oh, yeah. What was it? That, that she, she was man. addicted to painkillers. Yeah. Okay, bitch, you ain't the first crackhead in Alabama. And she said, I mean, I guess she just felt away because, I mean, they told Mel and them that. But she explained, like, I was addicted to painkillers. I couldn't get any more. So, like, when I would be at people's homes and stuff, I would steal their medicine. So, it's kind of so like. So, how you was what? mad at Tisha and Marceau for putting people up on game? Because she's saying when it happened, she had just gotten out of rehab. That's so even she, more of a reason. Yeah, I mean, but for her, her logic was if I'm just getting out of rehab, that means that I have taken care of this problem. Therefore, you no, don't, it need don't. To it up. And I I was like, mm, please let me know if I have an addict in my home or an addict. Will let let me know for home. a few reasons. So one that I can help you. Yes. Like, if I got any narcotic pain meds in my home and I know you're just getting out of rehab and I don't know, like, anything can trigger can trigger an addict when they fresh out of rehab and run them right back to their addiction. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be honest. I don't think it was done to be malicious. It was done more so to be like, hey, I know you invited our cousin. You know, she's got out of rehab. She has a pain addiction. A pain well, I don't know. Addiction. I don't know. I don't think that was necessarily the tone either. I mean, if we're basing it, if we believe Melanie and how she's presenting it, she said it that like 
it was said in like a kind of a joking matter, like, well, you know, she was addicted to pain pills, so hide your meds. <laughs> and I don't know, I mean, some people, that's how they broach uncomfortable topics. Because I know in my family, we've had people that have had addiction problems. And it's definitely been a, well, you know, so-and-so coming over here, you better hide. That's what I was about to say. You better put your your CDs up. You better put your clearinghouse CDs up. Get 10 for a penny. Speaking of malicious, don't y'all think, is it just, don't y'all think it's weird that Melanie, like, refers to Kiki, like, as her friend, knowing full goddamn well that she don't fuck with the rest of her goddamn, with her family? Yes. Because yes. Mel's not even from there. Like, if she was yeah. friends there, grew up there, and she's been friends with Kiki since they were six, like, yeah, okay, I get that, but she's not even from there, so I just, I do find it a little bit weird. Yeah, agree. Very weird. Very that's weird. all I have. That's all I got. I ain't got no more. If we fucking and your ass clapping more than my ass clapping, I don't want to do no clapping. Uh, you know clap what? off. <laughs> uh-uh, you just going to turn on the clapper so you can have a light show. <laughs> clap like on, party. clap off. Uh, you know what? All right. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you gotta put you some Christmas lights up and, and start clapping. Oh, okay. And see if... See how the lights don't come on and off. But I don't know, child. Anyways, we appreciate y'all. We back. Um, you know, we'll be back next week, too. Uh, have a safe Halloween. Uh, some of y'all definitely look better with a mask on. For sure. All right. All right. Um, you know what? We'll see y'all niggas back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.